Schedulicity has done it once again. They, uh, uh, in addition to their $5,000 a month grant that they give to a barber or to a hairstylist, um, they just, uh, they just made it so it's uh, a little bit easier to make some money. Yeah. I mean, they uh, came out with a credit card processing uh, payment system called Schedulicity Pays. It's pretty exciting, right? I mean, like they're offering it, uh, they're offering credit card processing for 1.99% or 10 cents a, a swipe, but... And what's cool about that is that they'll get, even give you a uh, free uh, card reader. That's unheard of, right? Because I know I paid like a bunch of money for mine. Yeah. You know? So they're going to give it to you free and then only charge you 1.99% with... Uh, 10 cent a swipe fee, right? Yeah, you can't beat that. You can't beat that at all. Um, and also what's really cool too is it works within your Schedule City app, so you don't even have to leave the app or use a different um, like app outside of outside of the, uh, you know, the, the, the already app, right? Yeah, you just stay in one platform. That's can't it. get easier than that either. I'm like, <laughs> I know, right? And you can uh, manage all your uh, all your papers right through there, right? Yeah, all your inventory and everything. It, you know, all major credit cards are accepted. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the best part, which is also what makes Schedulicity incredible, is their their customer service, or as I like to be called, the rock stars. The rock stars. So you still have the love, same. Love the rock stars. The rock stars are are the difference makers in this company, as far as I'm concerned. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. And so you still get that uh, that that same service with them. Um, so I mean, literally getting paid just got a little bit better. Yeah. And then for uh, more information, just visit schedulicitycares.com to find out uh, more information on getting paid. Schedulicity cares. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. Chris, well, best bud. Tell what's up, Tony? What's going on, homie? We got another good one coming in. Yeah, every time uh, she's on, you know, it just it. She, I mean, she's beautiful. She has a beautiful smile, but most important, she has a, a beautiful soul. Yo, say it again, man. You know what I mean? Not about it. Mm-hmm. And and she gives so much to the community, so much to yeah, to our community and to hairdressers. Uh, I you know, this is going to be another example today of what she's giving. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. And uh, today's topic um, is, uh, is it, it, I think it's, I, we'll, we talked a little bit off it, but it's kind of needed in our industry, you know, like, you know, whether you're, whether you're a business owner or whether you're working for a business owner, you know, it's, it's and uh, the topic is going to be creating solutions and, and the unbelievably amazing Jamie C, pretty little ombre is going uh, to talk about her experience with that and, and how she does it in her salon company. Yeah, it's funny. Even that name, right? It's about perspective. You know, it's like, you know, glass half empty, half full, right? Yeah. Half empty, you know, problem solved, right? Yeah. Half full is creating solutions. And that's, that's the beauty of, of, you know, what she, what she not only teaches, but, you know, her how perspective. Lives, yeah. Right. How she sees things. That's awesome. Yeah. Do we get in? Let's do it. They don't want to talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired already listening. To this, so. <laughs> so, so let's bring it. So, uh, Miss Jamie C, pretty little ombre. Once again, thank you very, very much for joining us back on your day off. 
Oh, geez, Louise. Hi, guys. Hey, hey. What's up? Geez, you guys make me feel so special. You are special, dude. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. So are you guys? Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for doing another podcast with us. Of course. I'm happy to do it. Can't wait. So how did you come up with creating solutions? I mean, where, where did that come out of? Oh, geez. Okay. Um, I don't, I, you know, it's just, I have what, for whatever reason, my brain just comes up with these things all the time. Uh, I'm big on alliteration. So I'm surprised that this one wasn't an alliteration. Usually it's like salt society or like, um, you know, branding boot camp. It's like BBCCSS, but this one was <laughs> creating solutions. Sounds very boring now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't come with another one though. Right? <laughs> creating uh, so uh, I think it was something that I've needed uh, <laughs> as a first-time salon owner and I think many other salon owners are gonna find this incredibly helpful as as well as stylists who are you know working for somebody and have a boss and it's incredibly important to instill solutions uh, within your management team but also to have a very clear, uh, direct call of what someone needs to do within your business if they have an issue. Because it's like usually, hey, just come work here. And then, you know, someone's unhappy and they don't know how to approach you or they don't know how to make it better. So it ends up, you know, someone's unhappy. Then they start talking in the break room. They keep talking in the break room. (laughs) And then nothing gets solved and toxicities then bread into your salon and it, it's it's not necessary if there's uh some things instilled within your company so that's what i'm here to talk about so you're creating solutions is an actual system that you use within your uh salon company uh i guess you could say that yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. it's it's kind of what uh what myself or well, my business manager has helped tremendously with this and she's um wonderful with with leadership within the company and has taught me a lot about uh, how to be a leader. And um, I'm the type of person who wants to create solutions for everybody, even if they don't want a solution. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Hey, what do you think about this? And what do you think about this? And uh, the, I think the best thing I learned, at least with my management team is that you had hired, you know, my manager says this, Jamie, you hired a bunch of leaders. You need to let them leave. Oh, micromanage. You can't do any of that. So that was something that I had to learn along the way is uh, there's a bunch of strong people within your company who know what the hell they're doing and let them do it because there's a sense of ownership. There's a sense of pride that comes with feeling like you've accomplished something without having someone tell you what to do. So. With my actual staff, uh, stylist-wise, though, that needs something completely different than a management team. Um, there's two different types of routes that need to be taken, I suppose, uh, where I learned the difference between the two and now instilling them within the company, which feels really great. Wow. Yeah, so good stuff. When, good you stuff. Fe- when you felt the need to micromanage your leadership team, did, do you think it was, you think it was ego or, or, or what got in the way, you think? Um... I don't think it was, you know, I think a lot of it was, well, I don't think I was used to having so many leaders with helping a company grow together. 
I think that was just a learning curve for me personally. I wasn't used to having someone else being as strong-minded as me Mm -hmm. and then actually being able to just like, I got this, Jam, I got it. Don't worry about it. I got it. And the second I realized this, it was just like, oh, I feel like I don't have to micromanage because I know all of it's being handled. And the, com- the only way a company will grow and be scalable is if you let your team lead, mm. especially in the management department. <laughs> Not so much with the stylists because those, those definitely require different um, uh, things that need to be implemented. But with the management team, you need to let them lead. Dude, love that. Okay, let's get in. What's your system look like? What are the rules to it? How do, how, how do we become better owners and, and, and better, uh, better employees? Okay, so I'm going to pull up like two different scenarios. So let's pull up one scenario as you are a full-time hairstylist and also a salon owner. So let's just say you don't have a management team yet. You don't have a front desk person or a salon manager and it's just you. So these are the types of things that you're going to want to keep in mind is that you are the go-to person, especially if you're running a commission-based salon. And this isn't even, this is even true if you have, um, you know, renters working for you, uh, having clear communication and clear standards is what needs to happen from the get-go. Even in the hiring process, when you're going through your, uh, training, being able to know that you have a clear protocol is number one. So if there is an issue, I'm the person that you come to. Uh, so for example, I'll, I'll kind of state it like this, you know, in the hiring process. Um, if there's ever a problem, I'm not a mind reader. I always say that I'm not a mind reader. <laughs> um, if there's ever an issue, I am the only person right now that can make it better for you. And I want to make it better for you. I want this to be a very happy and safe place for you. And if there's ever um, a need for something to shift or to change, if there's a scheduling issue, if you're feeling you know, burnt out or you just need to talk about something that's going on outside of work, I'm the person that you can contact. So number one is opening up the lines of communication and making sure that that's clear and understood. Uh, but also if there is like, how do they contact you? Are they texting you? Are they calling you? Are they pulling you aside on a day off? So making that clear. So for my team, I basically said like Fridays are the day I'm here for you. So if you got an issue, Fridays are the day, uh, you can be more loose with that. If you want, you can say anytime before work, you can call me and we can set up a meeting, but making sure you have those things implemented and it's clearly stated to somebody. Um, I would say the second is once you have that open communication, it's knowing that in your response to whatever they tell you, it's approachable and predictable. That was the one thing that was huge for me is um, I think, and I'll share a little bit of a, a you know, a sensitive subject because um, there's many female salon owners out there and mom, moms as well. Uh, so after I had my second daughter, I had really bad postpartum depression and I was not predictable in my emotions. I was kind of all over the place. And that's when my, my management team had to like go in and be the predictable ones to go to until I could like figure that shit out (laughs) and, and level and level out a little bit. Um, now that I'm a lot better, which is great. Uh, I definitely 
have kind of been more in the forefront and had said, okay, you know, I even said, I'm like, I apologize for that. And they loved the vulnerability. They loved that I had those really hard conversations with them because when you are supposed to be the strong one or you are supposed to be the one who's, you know, the rock, it's very hard to admit that, you know, people have stuff going on in their lives, whether they're grieving or going through, you know, different types of situations. But being approachable and predictable, and if you can't be predictable or approachable, at least be vulnerable and tell them what's going on so they will understand what's happening. Hey, Jamie, can I back up a little bit? So, like, I mean, you didn't say this, but I assume that you were kind of being a little little crazy lady there uh, with your postpartum. Was, it, mm-hmm. was, was, was your management team able to approach you and said, hey, Jamie, we got this? Like, or, or they had come to me and sat me down and actually said like, Hey, you're not okay. But I think I had told myself I was because I had to be the okay one. Right. Uh, it took me, I think a month or so after they had approached me for me to see it. And, uh, I, I, I was really, really thankful that they had that conversation with me. Um, I think because it, it made me a better salon owner, a better leader, a better person for my team to be able to feel like they could say, Hey, like you came back to work too soon. (laughs) What's great (laughs) is that you, you had that, um, already established, you know what I mean? Talking about creating solutions, your management team came to, to you. They felt comfortable saying, Hey, look, we need you to, you know, sit down for a second and allow us to take care of this. Yeah, that's part of the whole creating solutions. Like you're talking about, hey, look, come to me. I'm the only one that can change things right now. You know what I mean? A lot of times, I guess staff or whoever is a little intimidated or afraid to approach, you know, their manager or their salon owner. So obviously, your team was not afraid to to approach you. I love that. Yeah, I I I love them for that. (laughs) I love that. And that's to the point, you know, what you were saying, you know, step two is like to be open, you know, so um, she, she, she was held to that. I was, I was, and I, and I'm glad that I'm glad that it happened because I think it's helped the company so much more. Uh, It's been, you know, that was a really hard, that was hard. That was a hard situation to be in, but you know, I I had a lot of support, which was great. I love that. Uh, Yeah. A lot of support. And, um, it's just, you know, when you're the one, you know, that has to be approachable and predictable and you've got your own things going on outside of work, you know, it's hard to be that person, but I'm glad that my team was uh, pretty awesome and <laughs> took that over. Uh, but let's, let's just say you are the only person, like you don't have a management team and you're by yourself and you are the owner, making sure that you are very open and honest with them about what's going on. Because if you're seeming off or you're, you know, unpredictable or you're crying at work or you're irrational or those types of things, but you don't let people know what's going on, like, hey, just want to let you know, this is what's going on. Just please be patient with me. Um, They'll most likely be there to support you versus being like, well, why aren't you, why aren't you being this? Or, you know, if they don't know what's going on, they're not mind readers either. So got to be honest and open about those types of things. Actually, I, mean, uh, I, think, I think being predictable, though, I, I mean, if you're choosing a leadership role, like being predictable and approachable has to be like a, a top of your list, you know, because that's something that you have control over. Because, you know, if you're unpredictable, um, 
you can lose your whole salon company like that. You know, if, if, if they don't trust you, then, then, you know, this has to be built on trust, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Now this has to do with the staff. So if you, number two was obviously being approachable and predictable um, with your communication. So no matter what someone does when they come up to you, always having the same calm response versus being irrational. <laughs> uh, now the next one would be for your team. Do you have to instill them this instill this with them is coming to me just complaining doesn't help us make it better. If you are going to come to me with I'm feeling burnt out, this is going on, this person's being an issue or blah blah blah, create a solution yourself and approach it with me. Like come to me with a solution instead of just complaining. Because just complaining means that all the solution creation is on me. Um, And I don't know what works best for this person or maybe their level of what they feel comfortable with. So if they come to me with a solution, then we can kind of compare, contrast, and see how we can move forward. Love that. So for example, someone comes to you and says, hey, I'm burnt out. I don't know what to do. Um, I don't know what to do. And I'm I'm freaking out. And maybe I just want to go... You know, I don't want to work as much and blah, blah, blah. Then you're like, okay, you have to feel out the situation, come back to it again. Versus if someone says, hey, I'm feeling burnt out. I'm going to mock up two maybe new schedules and approach my boss with it. Mm. Say, hey, I'm feeling this way. I've come up with two potential, you know, scenarios here. I just wanted to hand them over to you and see if there's anything that we can do together. Love that. much better (laughs) much much better Uh, much better and you know let's say another scenario that somebody's having a hard time like they want to raise you have to you can't just be like hey i want to raise like you need to come in and propose something to an owner you know or say hey i really thinking i deserve this or i'm thinking about this or i want to be able to do this i want to have the opportunity to do this because of this. If you present that information, maybe it's on the table. If they're not, you know, within their, their goal setting or whatever, you can create a solution together. Love it. Um, the next one. Example, as, a, as a salon owner, can you give us an example when, because I know that this conversation comes up all the time, but can you give us an example, uh, like a, a real life uh, example of when somebody um, asked, you for a, uh, asked you for a raise and, and what they came in as their proposal? So majority, so it wasn't, it was with management, not with stylists, because with stylists, we have a clear idea of, you know, if you meet a six month goal, you're going to move up to this. Uh Uh, The only thing that I would say, actually, maybe it has happened with stylists, but it was with education opportunities. Hey, I really think I want to, this is a perfect one. Hey, I really want to become an educator. I really believe I'm ready for this and I've proposed an entire curriculum Mm. and then she sat it down. She called a meeting with me on a Friday, set time aside, had a whole meeting with me about how she feels like she's ready for this next stage. Also, it's a great opportunity for her to make a lot more income, Um, but she had never educated before. So she came to me with an entire proposal on a balayage workshop. Love it. From like point A, point B, point C, all I mean she created the whole thing 
And I was so impressed by it that I was like, okay, let's, let's work towards this. You're clearly ready. I mean, if you put in that work, you're ready. clearly ready. Not just like, Hey, I want to be an educator. Now what? <laughs> like, <Right>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, so that's what I say is you got to come with a solution. You got to come prepared. Um, you, if you want change, you have to, you have to aid in the change as well. It can't just be the other person. Oh my gosh. Ways, you know, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Number three. Number three. Uh, so make sure in the meetings that you're documenting everything, Ooh. uh, writing them down, writing the date down, writing the concerns, writing the solutions, and then follow-up meetings. Always have a follow-up. Give them uh, you know, something to work on. Give them things to consider um, moving forward and then set up maybe a week to two weeks out and then revisit the situation again. See if anything's been changing. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll even stop and I'll be like, hey, I see you got five minutes. Let's just sit down and talk. And it's just like, hey, I'm just following up on our last conversation. How are you feeling? And one time she goes, you know, just me talking about that with you last time, I feel so much better already. And it was just that light little check-in of she's like, thank you so much for bringing it up. You know, thanks for coming to me. And that doesn't have to be the owner. That could be management, you know, because sometimes in larger salon scenarios, the owner sometimes isn't there, you know, and it's just management. So being able to instill those types of, um, you know, protocols in your company um, and staying true to them is really, really helpful. I love the follow-up because what the follow-up does is it just shows that you care. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's it. Like without the follow-up, it's like, oh, okay, she heard me and went in one ear and out the other. But just by following, even if you don't do anything, just the follow-up in itself, um, you know, just shows that, you, that, that you're on the same team and that you care. That, yeah, like, exactly. outcome. Yeah. So let's give a, another scenario of you are a salon owner, but you are not going to be handling, you know, all of the team. Okay. So you have a, man, a salon manager, assistant manager, those types of things. So now you're training them to have this kind of conversation with your team. Now, what you're going to start to integrate with, let's just say your salon manager, the person that's right directly below you is exactly the same. Like you need to be able to have this open communication. And normally the salon manager um, will be able to kind of see what's going on within the salon and see if there's any tension, if there's um, any issues that they feel like might be happening, they have kind of an eye on it already. And then having them be predictable approachable (laughs) and kind of instilling those types of things. So knowing that when you are hiring somebody, if you are the one hiring them, that they know who to go to, because if they don't know who to go to, who are they going to go to? (laughs) I guess is that, and it seems that simple, but if it's not said, it's just confusing. You know, maybe I'll just go to the owner and then I have to you know, say, okay, well, I should have told you to go to this person. And then it feels a little discombobulated. And you want someone to know that there's a call to action, that they know where to go. It's going to be taken care of. So make sure that that person knows that they are the go-to person. Um, must, even from... That must be tough though, Jamie. I mean, as, as can I, if I can put you in the hot seat for a second. Oh, hot seat. Here we go. Like when you're like, not really the hot seat. Well, you, you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like as you're growing the company, right? Like when you had like, you know, three employees and Jamie, like Jamie's the go-to. Now when you bring in a manager, you know, the, those people can feel like, oh, well, she's kind of passing me off now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like how did you kind of, how did you? So 
there were certain situations that I would handle and certain situations that they could handle, that the manager could handle. So, you know, day-to-day bookings, um, if there was an issue with a client, um, man- management could handle those types of things. If it was a bigger issue about their schedule, they're feeling burnt out, they have things going on, that they need to change things around, that maybe there's somebody in the salon that's not performing and it's making them feel uncomfortable. Those are the, the bigger things. That's when they would say, hey, um, to the salon manager, I would like to set up a meeting with, with Jamie. I want to talk about this. I made it very clear that those larger things, they could come and talk to me. And I never, um, there was just a list of things that, you know, there's certain things that management can handle. And then the larger things I would take on. Uh, And thankfully there's not a lot of those kind of conversations (laughs) that happen, but um, that they, they feel comfortable coming to me and having those conversations now, which is nice. I love that. Yeah. So um, I guess the creating solutions for having management would basically be the same, just making sure that there's very clear direction on who they're talking to. Um, actually, um, Ashley, my salon um, or administrative manager, she actually, I don't know where she learned this from, but she said, if people don't feel comfortable approaching management, okay, we don't have those types of people instilled in the company. Let's just say the owner's like super unpredictable, not approachable. You do not feel comfortable. Um, some salons can incorporate something like this. It's like a suggestion box mm-hmm. and you have a suggestion box and it's anonymous and you put your suggestion in the box and then management takes a look at it. So it's a way for somebody to be heard without feeling like they're the person having to say it. If that makes yeah, yeah, no, totally. Makes right, sense. but if if Corey and I both left the suggestion, they'll know exactly who wrote what. <laughs> that could be the case. Right, and yeah, that's definitely <laughs> Corey's handwriting. <laughs> Type it up. <laughs> yeah, but there's 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 definitely different ways, um, you know, to build your team up and to create solutions. But the biggest thing is to be, um from the very beginning, be as open as you can about how you want them to feel safe and how you want to make sure that, because there's always going to be times where things happen in the salon. You know, you know, people are like, for example, we have one of the girls now who, uh, she had a back injury Mm. and she has to go to get this like electrode therapy in her back and it takes away from her schedule. And she works full-time. She gets benefits within the salon, which means she wouldn't be working full-time to get this type of, um, this therapy to make her back better. Um, And she asked me, and I just said, just go do it. You know, I'm not going to be the type of person to like, oh, well, got to make sure you still work full-time and get benefits because it was only for like maybe a month or two. And I knew this was important for her health, but physical health translates to mental health. So if I can aid in her physical health, it means her mental health will be sustained as well. So it was really important to me. And it's like, sometimes you just need to say, go ahead and do it. Just bend the rules a little bit, you know, just for the sake of your team. Well, and, and I mean, for her, you know, this specific uh, case, like, you know, her back health, it, it has, has long-term return on it, right? If sure it never gets better, then, you know, you might lose her in six months, you know, from either injury exactly. or, or no, she, she just can't, you know, trust you. In that sense, 
Yeah. Um, I think one thing that I learned that was, you know, I I started, we started doing, you know, Friday morning meetings um, pretty regularly. I think this was about six to eight months ago. We started doing them because with Salt Society expanding and growing so much, we wanted to make sure everyone felt involved and that they didn't feel left out. So we started doing meetings so we could catch everybody up on what's happening. You know, if, if, you know, a stylist did something wonderful, we wanted to celebrate them in front of everybody for reaching a goal or whatever the case is. But I started um, just about two weeks ago, starting the meeting with like a gratitude circle and being able to have them go around and just say something that they were super grateful for. And a lot of them ended up just like, we just started laughing and joking and feeling like really jovial and light which is such a great way to start the day versus like all right let's talk about this let's talk about this you know uh and that was a great way to be able to kind of just like hey let's we're all in it together you know you should uh you should totally do like an instagram live of your meeting or something like because there's so many meetings that you go to and like you know salon meetings and then at the end you're like ah this stinks you know yeah. You know, and, and there's never a good time, right? If you do it at the end of the day, like you're like, you're burnt out and you're like, oh, I don't want to do it. And there's always clients that lay over until like the meeting time. Um, right. You do a live. It'd be the one time uh, where all of a sudden <laughs> you, all your clients right. start to walk yeah. out the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then you do it in the morning and then at the end, you're just like, oh, I don't even want to start my day. You know, it's just so heavy. And so, yeah. so uh, I, I, would, I would, I mean, personally, I would love to see that, you know? That's right. I'll tell you something that we did in a salon company that I worked for that I thought was really good uh, with the management team. They, they set up the meeting in these little pods. So like, you know, so like if you had five people leading these, this different pod and they would, they would, um, they would give information, you know, whatever the meeting is about. And then, and then your five other stylists would just go pod to pod to pod and re- receive all the information. And that way it wasn't like you know, you're talking to 30 or 40 people. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And it, totally. It, it was it was it was really really good. And like, what it also did is it didn't become like a bitch session. You know, it was just like, oh, yeah. we're just sharing information of what needs to be shared. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I uh, would love to be able to give a little piece of um, advice, yeah. unsolicited advice, I suppose. There you go. Um, but mean. I think often what I hear is there's so many people that are kind of like silently suffering in the salon atmosphere that maybe don't know how to approach. Um, with communication, they're nervous. Um, they're frightened about what the type of responses that they're going to get. And I think it's important that if you want your life to be a certain way, you have to ask for it. If you want to be treated a certain way, ask for it. Mm. If you need space, ask for it. If you need extra love, ask for it. If you need a hug, ask for it. <laughs> um, people can't read your mind and you can't get your life to where you want it to be if you don't start using your voice. So I think it's just, you know, some people just like, I need to just be quiet for a minute. You know, I need that instead of, you know, just ask for it. Ask for silence if you need it. You know, tell my ask for love if you need it. Like, tell my kids that all the time. I said, you just don't know unless you ask. That's it. I love that. And we, um, you know, I, I think I've said this a couple times on the podcast, you know, you know what happens with tough conversations? Even if you don't get what you want, you know where you stand, right? You know, you know where yeah. you stand in that conversation. So, you know, that's what, that's what you get from tough conversations. You might not get what you want. You know where you stand. And yep. That's just the truth of, of those, you know? 100%. You know? I love that. Yeah, for sure. 
Love that. Good one. <laughs> Amy, once again, how can people find you? And uh, well, well uh, first, are we done? Are we done? <laughs> 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 Maybe I went in yeah. too quick. Yeah, we're done. Okay, gotcha. okay. <laughs> Jamie, uh, where can people find you? Where can they find uh, Salt Hair and, and all that jazz? So we are, um, our education is Salt Society. The salon is Salt Hair. And I am Pretty Little Ombre, Jamie C. Of Miss Jamie C. Miss Jamie C, Pretty Little Ombre, Salt Society, all that stuff. You know, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for, uh, once again, sharing your incredible knowledge and your incredible know-how. Miss Jamie C. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find... Actually, you can. You can find their music on um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>